tree. I put on my Christmas dress today because it's a good day. Thank Jesus for coming to us. Amen? Amen? Um, I want you to see this beautiful, handsome young man over here. Gabrielle, would you stand up and wave? Can you wave at everybody? Stand up. Yeah. He had surgery just a few weeks ago, and we're so glad that you're here with Papa. <laughs> see, the greatest gift is that Jesus is with us when we have difficulty and he helps us and we come to bring our gifts of praise and worship and blessing to the Lord. Amen. So this morning, our children are going to be presenting a very special message that goes along with my message. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to give you my message first and then I'll let them act it out so there will be no doubt what we're talking about this morning. Amen? Our verse, 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. You know, I heard something this week that said that gratitude and anxiety not coexist in the brain at the same moment. Psychologists found this out. Can you imagine? Gratitude, being thankful, and having anxiety and worry cannot coexist at the same moment in your brain. So if you have any worries or any stress, I want to encourage you to begin to do this verse. Thanks be to God. Can we say thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Can you say it like you really mean it? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I mean it. He has been with me. I shared with our pre-service prayer team, you know, COVID is just the style of everything. We like to have gatherings, and um, we're going to try our best to keep the kids social distance. We're going to pray a lot of prayers over them. And at the end of second service, all of the children are going to be um, receiving a gift. And any child who absolutely cannot stay for second service, they're going to see me or Joel and they can get their gift before they have to go. But because I love gifts, and I got so many amazing gifts last week for my birthday. I can't say thank you enough for that. You made my birthday so very special. You know, when we show love and generosity to others, it doesn't just only touch that person. Your love and generosity to me touched my children my grandchildren, they were very blessed by the fact that mom was taken care of. So thank you. So I'm going to give away our first gift. These right here are for anyone who is a parent of children 11 or under. So if you're a parent of child or children 11 or under, I want you to pop up real fast. Stand up real fast. Oh, I see you. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, I saw the first dad stand up. So dad, will you come <laughs> And moms, you're going to get one too later. I mean, one per family, but this is uh, Vito, right? Vito. Can we say hey to Vito? He's one of our families. Love you. Merry Christmas. Bon Natale. Uh, he has a beautiful little girl, so he's going to have some fun with that. Amen? Uh, there is a big gift over there. It was up here earlier. We had to move things for the children. And it is not a gift that is just uh, for Christmas presents. Alex and I did not talk about our scripture reading or anything like that um, this week, but that's exactly what was on my heart about the wise men bringing gifts and to remind us that the things that God offers us for our lives are truly 
the greatest gifts of victory we could ever have. And also, what are your gifts that you're bringing to him? Not just in offering, but in your time and your talents, in your love and compassion to someone who needs it this season. So I just want to remind you, if you haven't here for the month of December, or maybe you missed a week, some of the gifts that we have talked about. It's the gift of knowledge. When we read scripture, we understood that they brought gifts of knowledge. Um, Jesus brought gifts of knowledge to us, and he gives us wisdom on how to act. Amen? I mean, that's a really important thing. If you have a gift of knowledge, you're going to go far in life. The second thing he brought was a gift of rescue and relief and courage over fear. So isn't it comforting to know that the Holy Word of God, Jesus, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, gives me that rescue and relief and that courage over fear. He also offers for us a gift of mercy. Anybody ever need mercy? Huh? Online? Are you needing mercy? We're going to um, in, allow the online campus to be a part of our service the whole time is what we're planning. We'll see how that goes. Um, the gift of mercy. That's a gift you can have when you've done wrong and Jesus forgives you. It's also a gift you can give to someone else. You know, maybe they need mercy even though they don't deserve it. I'm, I know I haven't deserved it sometimes, but God gives me mercy. And the last one was the gift of guidance and peace. So I pray you will remember those are some gifts that are very precious. Nobody can take them away from you. Amen. Nobody can take those gifts away. And Jesus is the greatest, most indescribable gift you will ever have. It wasn't really wrapped in that beautiful wrapping paper like you see on the graphic. He was wrapped in a manger in dirty probably blankets and smelly, stable smells lingering around him. But he came so that we could unwrap the gift of Jesus, the greatest gift of all. He is a hope for all mankind. The real reason for every season in our lives. You know, I, I want you to know that he is a hope for all, that you will see, he will see you through to victory no matter what happens. The Bible says to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So I did put on my Christmas dress today, not just for Christmas, but because I do miss Pastor Rick. I miss my beloved husband, my first Christmas without him. But I have been surrounded by love. I have been surrounded by the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And I know that there are many of you in this room who have lost a loved one this year or in the last few months. And I want you to know, Jesus is the greatest, most indescribable gift we could ever have. He is our blessed hope. The enemy would like nothing better than to steal or quiet, steal or silence our hope. Please don't let him do that. No matter what the news says, no matter what COVID restrictions come or don't come, no matter what travel around, I mean, I've got kids that are going to be flying in just a little bit, uh, you know, pray for Tighten the two-year-old to do okay on the plane and all the other people on the plane with him. <laughs> Jesus is our blessed hope. Jesus is our blessed hope. Don't let circumstances steal or silence that hope. And so I, this morning, want to give you a scripture before the children come. And I want to give you 
One, two, three, four, five. I didn't number them. Five more gifts that I hope you will unwrap in your heart. I hope you'll take note of it. Jenny, I see you really in church. Wave at me, Jenny. Jenny is often with us online. She has to work sometimes. I'm so happy you're here this morning. Romans 15, 13 says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Overflow. You know what that means? Like more than enough. In, in extra abundance. He will fill you. Last week was so special for me. I, I miss my husband. I there were, you know, moments, but I can tell you from really like Saturday night in expectation of Sunday, Sunday was my birthday, all the way till Monday afternoon, I was just overflowing with hope and joy and peace. It was wonderful. Can I tell you that on Tuesday morning, I sort of felt empty and I was like, what? Uh, I need to be filled up again. What's happening here? Why am I feeling this right now? This is what the scripture says. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Not just as you trust in him when it's good. As you trust in him when it's unknown, when it's not good, when it's really bad, when it's really wonderful. As you trust in him so that, so that what? You will overflow with hope. Not by your own power. Amen? It's not by my power. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there is something that happens when you begin to feel. I want us to practice it right now. Well, can you do this with me? I want you to take a deep breath. Online, take a deep breath. Maybe you can type in the chat, breathe online. Let it out. Now, I want you just, just for a minute, lift your hands just for a minute. Like a, like a vessel. I want you to practice that one day this week when you're not feeling so good, you're just going to say, okay, Jesus, okay, Jesus, fill me with some hope and love. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I thank you for your most indescribable gift, and I love you, Jesus. Fill me to overflowing. Fill me to overflowing. Fill me to overflowing in Jesus' name. Thank you. I pray you'll remember that. I pray that this week you may be sitting at a desk at a Zoom where, you know, I know maybe you have your, your picture off, but you may be feeling like, oh, Jesus, I need to overflow by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can lift your hands and say in your heart, fill me, fill me right now. Those who have exams, those who have university things, those who are not going to be with their families, they're on different continents. I have family that isn't coming this week. I want you to know God is faithful, and he will fill you to overflowing. A pastor friend of mine recently even wrote more about this hope of Christmas, and it touched me so much. So as the children come in just a few minutes to sing and to act out the stages of understanding who is this Christ of Christmas, one that we've come to adore, I want us to, oh, come let us adore the hope that Jesus brings. I do. I want to adore him. I want to just sit in his presence. I want to just, not his presence like these presents, but his, his being. He's with me. He's ever with me. Emmanuel, right? Emmanuel, God with us. So the first thing I want to say to you today is it is a holy hope. You may have heard me even on one of our Wednesday nights a couple weeks ago 
this touched me so much that it is a holy hope. It's born in the heart of God. He says that as you trust in him, as you live for him, as you walk with him, as you talk with him, as you go along your day with him, you can live holy. You can live righteous. You can say, Jesus, I've let too much distance come between you and me. Forgive me and help me to walk in holy, right standing with the Lord. It's when we do that that we begin to feel victory. Because when we don't walk in holiness, we get further and further away. There becomes more and more of a barrier. It's a little bit harder. You haven't practiced praising him as much in the last week or month or six months, right? And so we have to practice that holy hope. It is a powerful hope based on the promises of God. I could not be standing here without the power and the empowerment of the, of the virtue of the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus came. He lived. He died. He resurrected. He went to heaven and he said, I'm leaving, but I'm leaving you a comforter who is the Holy Spirit, who will empower you and equip you and comfort you and give you truth when the enemy tries to lie to you and say, this is really a bad deal. This is really a bad situation. You know what? That's a lie from the enemy. Every obstacle, listen, every obstacle is an opportunity for you to see God do some miracles. I mean that. Every obstacle is an opportunity for you to see God do some miracles in your life. Now, they may not look exactly like the miracle you would write out on a script, but if they did, you would be God and you're not. And I'm not either. So I trust that he will give me the power in the promises of God. The third thing is that it's a hope that holds. Can you hold your hands like this? Hold your hands. If you're sitting there watching online, I want you to hold your hands. Reach out and hold the hand of someone else or know that we're holding your hands. I've talked with so many of our online campus. It's a hope that holds. You know, when you're holding hands, you can't let go. You have to hold tight, especially before COVID or whatever, when you're trying to get on the subway or the metro and you're holding on to your partner's hands or your child's hands or your friend's hand. You're like, come on, we're getting on this bus. Don't let go, right? You can put your hands down. It's a hope that holds. I want you to imagine the person that you love the most, the one that you feel the most protective of, the one that you don't want to lose in a crowd no matter what. How tightly do you hold on to that person's hand? God has given us a hope in Jesus Christ that holds you tighter and longer and forever and ever and ever than you can ever imagine. It is a hope that withstands turmoil. It is a hope that withstands grief. It is a hope that withstands sickness and disease. It is a hope that withstands disappointment and betrayal. And it also withstands all successes in life. Because my hope is not built on my success. My hope is built on Jesus Christ and his righteousness. It is a hope that holds us while our faith is still working. You're not at the amen, it's done yet. You're still here, you're not done. I'm still here, I'm not done. It is a hope that holds me in the process of living my life. It is a relentless hope. 
that restores and redeems. It never gives up. Say never. Please type it in the chat. Never give up. I want you to know to never give up. The temptations of the enemy come to our mind. Give up on this. Give up on that. Give up on your children. Give up on your family. Give up on your friends. Don't do that. There's all this messaging out there in social media. Is it compatible with the word of God? Because the word of God says, to be the greatest, I must be the least. The word of God says, I will be a servant to the most high God. The word of God says, I won't let go of Jesus Christ no matter what happens. I won't let go of praying for those who hurt me, for praying for those who abandon me, for praying with those who ignore me, for praying with those who reject me. I will still pray for them. And the enemy wants you to give up your faith. God is saying, I've given you a relentless hope. And this hope redeems and restores you and me. Worship doesn't just honor Jesus. God will be the same whether I worship him or not, whether you worship him or not. But when I worship Jesus, I'm changed. The worship itself doesn't change me, but who I'm worshiping changes me. Who I am worshiping changes me and reminds me that he gives me this hope. And finally, it is a faith-filled hope that fulfills and finishes every God-ordained task upon our life. It's faith-filled. Today, I wish I could wrap up faith and just toss it out to you. You know, I, I do cry, and sometimes, you know, it's okay. I have Pastor Rick's hanky this morning because I know that he stood on this stage and said to you, you must know Jesus. If it's the last thing I ever say to you, I want you to know Jesus. But it wasn't just his message. It was God's message to each of us. It's a faith-filled hope. We don't let go of it. Isaiah says this, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and holding it with justice and righteousness from time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen? Amen. Can we give God thanksgiving? I'm going to ask you to stand for just a moment as the children are preparing to come. You can go ahead and move this uh, podium. And as we pray, I want you to take a minute. We're going to pray at the end, but it's going to be exciting. I want you to cheer on these children because they are learning about the faith-filled hope in Jesus. They are learning, and I have prayed with them so preciously in that room before service that you would know the hope and the joy and the love of Jesus. So will you bow your heads for just a moment? Father, I thank you for this hope. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for these beautiful children that are going to bring such joy to our lives. And Father, if there is someone in this room who has let too much distance get between you and them, may they right now say, God, I want to get closer. If that's you, and you would say by lifting your hand so that I can pray for you, Jesus, I need to get closer. 
Thank you. Lift your hand, Jesus. I need to get closer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for knowing you don't do this alone. Thank you for knowing that I'm praying for you. God, you see these hands. I pray that they will get closer, that they won't let distance come between. And this year will be the greatest year of a faith-filled journey that they've ever had. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Now say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The children are coming. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord stands firm. The Bible says it's a firm foundation for us. So today, as you've heard the message, I believe, I've prayed for you that the Holy Spirit would quicken you. So first and foremost, if you need to invite Jesus to be the Savior of your world once again or for the very first time, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Will you say it with me? Dear Lord Jesus. You say it, dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, into my heart. Jesus, make all things new. And for the rest of my life, Lord, I'm going to walk with you, not perfect, but trusting you every day in every way. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, you need to send us an email, send us a WhatsApp note, send us a Facebook message. Let us know because you are not going to do life alone. We are with you. We are for you. And most of all, Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. Now, I also know many people are facing unknown circumstances in December. We don't know what the future is going to look like. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But we do know that God holds all of our days in his hands. The Bible says in Psalms that he went into our future to prepare the way. He's already there making sure it's ready for you and me. So today, if you're needing a miracle, you're needing encouragement, I want you to touch your heart, your mind, your body, wherever you're feeling like I need that supernatural touch from God. And I'm going to pray, Lord, right now, I pray for my friends in the online ministry that they will know they are not alone. Holy Spirit, heal as only you can do. Jesus, you said the blood of the Lamb covers everything. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus for healing, for supernatural strength, for supernatural confidence and faith to rise up in your child, the child that you created, Lord God. And Lord, I pray that that one, that family, that couple, that person that feels like I can't get back to where I need to be, yes, you can with Jesus, all things are possible. So Lord, we thank you for the miraculous work of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that is going to flow to and through your children today. Be blessed and know that God is with you. I love you and you're going to have a fabulous week. I want you to wake up on Monday morning and say, in Jesus' name, I can do this day. I want you to get ready to lay your head down on the pillow on Wednesday night and say, Lord, I give this evening to you. And I pray that you'll join us for our Wednesday online prayer, for our Christmas Eve candlelight service that will be coming up. God has great things ahead for you and we love you. We're with you and we're praying with you. And if you need anything, you need to send us an email. You can go to the website and email us from there. God bless you and have a fabulous week.